Hallelujah. Good to be back with you all again this Wednesday Bible study time. I'm sure you enjoyed your week so far. Things are getting better and better. Doesn't matter what's going on out there. So grateful for the team and for those of us who could show up on Saturday trial. Uh, we believe we had a nice time. <laughs> it was kind of different and refreshing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Lord, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. The honor and privilege of serving you in this day and hour, O God, is ours. Thank you for counting us faithful, putting us in this work, O Lord. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you, great King, Holy One. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Everything that's within me. Worship, worship your holy name. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name. In all the earth, Jesus, we love you. We worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name. Glorify your name, glorify your name in all the earth. Amashire mandarabasiriende, O mangrediste provono le presidiente, remandarabalma reente, la brascendoro cura babariande. Oh, hallelujah, mashere berbeliando robosondo. Hamashtende le brondolo crostofidi vildi. Oh, Father, we love you and we worship and adore you. Glorify your name in all the earth. Glorify your name, glorify your name, glorify your name in all the earth. Hallelujah. Precious Lord, we're grateful. Thank you for the mighty Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That you are the one who is with us today. That the Lord Jesus is at the right hand of the throne of our Father God. You are the one living in us. We're so grateful. We worship you. We welcome your presence, your reality in our lives. Oh, Holy One. Repeosto, cremende lebrusto. Bramba zele que la bala castellento. Roposende baraca liende. Oh, we worship you. Masobola kinemana la beride kaburusto emente kosuto glomende brabara vadere biliste. 
Hallelujah. Master Konde Bresa Lida Bama Naka Rasta. Oh, thank you for helping us today to reveal, to reveal yourself, to reveal Jesus to us. Le Prokostema Papa Landa Rimo Kora Bala Diasendi. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Krapazidi Barabada Galamia. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Bless your holy name, bless your holy name, bless your holy name. Oh, we worship you. Who machete bamanda brabelo covanda la vede lezento. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah, you're worthy. Hallelujah, you're worthy. Hallelujah, you're worthy. We receive from you right now. Hallelujah. We trust you right now. We yield to you right now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. We'll just um, have to go with English alone today as uh, we don't have anyone to help in translating. Praise God. So, thank you, Jesus. Let's turn in our Bibles to a couple of verses in Ephesians, the third chapter. Third verse there, he says, How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words. So there's a special revelation that Paul has gotten, which is called a mystery. In other words, it was not known uh, in periods prior to that. And therefore, he got this revelation, and it's also called his gospel. And so we must understand it, get a hold of it, because it's particularly written to the church, to the believer today on the earth. Verse 5 says, Which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And that we should be fellow heirs. And verse 8 says, Unto me, who am least, notice that, less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. This is an interesting line of thought that unsearchable riches have been given to us in Christ as the Gentiles, people who were not a people before, people who had not obtained mercy before. You know, it was all about the uh, Jewish people, that group of people. Of course, not all Jews are the heirs, but by faith, those who are Jews, who carried on their faith in the Lord, became recipients. And then we who were of other nations were not directly focused on during those various ages. So there are different ages, and uh, praise God, this is our age right now, the age of the Gentile, the age of the church. And so what is supposed to be for us What is uh, ours should be understood and taken advantage of by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And it's called unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. So it will take some amazing uh, depth in the Lord to enjoy the fullness of it. And may the Lord help us. Amen. Then he says to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery 
which from the beginning of the world has been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Praise God. So he is now you know, speaking in the ninth verse that now we have to make all men see the fellowship of that mystery or the partnership or the understanding and the receiving of the benefits of that mystery, getting close, uh, so close and participating in it. Hallelujah. To the intent that now, verse 10 continues, principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. It's amazing that we who are the church today, we have this place of amazing wisdom, manifold wisdom of God, which has to be now uh, taught to principalities and powers, angelic realms, based on our understanding and revelation. So we might as well get a hold of it, might as well get a good grip on it and participate and enjoy the benefits of it. And therefore we can now teach the realms of the heavens there. Notice the heavenly places. Verse 11 says it's the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ooh, glory to God. So you will be fulfilling eternal purposes in Christ Jesus, when you begin to enter into these thoughts and receive the benefit of these thoughts, which were a mystery to previous ages, previous time periods. Amen. So the church is still on the earth, and we need to plumb and dig in and receive the benefits of that fellowship, and that mystery must become ours by receiving it all. Hallelujah. And uh, there are other verses like that. Let's go off to Romans there, the 16th chapter. As you approach the very end of the chapter, you will notice the same kind of language is used here. He says, uh, verse 25, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which was kept secret since the world began. Wow, that's a a long time, since the ages or the dispensations began. So no other dispensation has had an understanding of this. And we are the ones who are supposed to get a revelation and participation in all that was hidden uh, to other dispensations, other time periods, and unveiled to us. Hallelujah. And you notice here Paul said it was his gospel. According to his gospel. Praise God. So you may see things in the Old Testament. All the way up to the day of Pentecost. That are already unveiled. It's available for everyone. But the things after the book. I mean after the day of Pentecost. All until we right now are standing on the earth. Those things were a mystery. Hallelujah. And so it's supposed to be unveiled now. You may see other things plainly written, plainly explained, but the church and the mystery of the benefits of this new uh, covenant period, this church period, are still to be received by us and enjoyed. And it's called unsearchable riches. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 26, he continues, but now is made manifest. Notice, and by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment 
of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Hallelujah. This is all great, wonderful language. You can see the commandment of the everlasting God made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. Praise God. So God has brought this revelation along our path. And if you remember in Daniel, the 12th chapter, certain things were hidden. Praise God. Uh, And then he said there would be some increase taking place. Verse 4 of Daniel 12. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words, seal the book, even to the time of the end, many shall run to and fro, knowledge shall be increased. So there were certain seals or uh, locks applied on the word of God which could not be opened. They were based on time. They were based on particular periods of time. God works with periods of time. That's why um, people may not have understood uh, some of those things written back there. So Daniel had privy into it even though he didn't understand He just knew that this and this would happen, you know. And now, because we are in that end where knowledge has increased, where mobility has increased also, notice there, shut the words of the book, seal the book, verse 4, even to the time of the end. Notice, until that time, many shall run to and fro, knowledge shall be increased. So there's an opening up of knowledge and revelation along with freedom to move at high speeds. And so all these things have come upon us now. It's amazing how technology has developed and um, the speed at which mobility and travel has come. And so we are the ones right now at this time who have to get the fullness on the understanding of these things. Hallelujah. And so my brother, my sister, if we don't get it now, when will we get it? There's no point uh, waiting till we all get to heaven. Hallelujah. Although that will be a wonderful day. But um, so, one good thing about it is you can tell that if knowledge has increased, if mobility has increased, if people are able to travel so much, then we are in the latter days. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And therefore, the seals have been removed for us to understand certain things. And we must participate and receive the benefit of that understanding. Amen? So, we're dealing with a God who is like that, essentially. I believe that therefore, by our desire and our prayer and His grace, He wants us to get a hold of these things, understand them, participate in them, fellowship with them. Amen. Praise God. So, there you notice, Paul had a certain revelation which was supposed to be uh, amazing, unsearchable riches. Glory to God. And therefore you and I must partake of it. We'll have to go and see other versions of what he has said. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm, Let's go to the book of Colossians. And if you're there, Colossians chapter 1. Great scripture. I don't know about you, but I want all that heaven has for this period and this time. Amen? Colossians 1. Let's notice there, maybe from um, verse 24. He says, Who now rejoice in my sufferings for you, that's himself, 
filling up or to fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. There's no argument about the fact that his body is the church. Verse 25, Paul suffered a lot to bring these realities to us. Wherefore, or whereof, I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. In other words, without these kind of revelations, without this understanding, uh, the word of God would not be fulfilled or completed. Paul had this special uh, place in God to be able to fulfill uh, everything in the word of God. Isn't that interesting? Uh, therefore, we cannot minimize the value of his writings and this great revelation at all. He suffered a lot for it, and God sent him with that purpose, even though he was ignorant, as he said, but he received grace. And therefore, hallelujah, we must take it. We must receive it. We must participate in it. We must walk in it, enjoy the fellowship of it. Hallelujah given to, to fulfill the word. Then he continues, Even the mystery which has been hid from ages, wow, glory to God, and from generations, Woo, thank you Lord, but now is made manifest to his saints. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. So what we're dealing with here is very, very pricey. You can call it priceless, that even... God looked at us and said, you are the guys who are going to enjoy the benefit of this wonderful mystery. You are the people that I am going to send all these to. Amen. Who are living at the very fringe of time there, the end of the church age and the age of the Gentiles. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages, verse 26, from generations, but now is made manifest to saints, to whom, 27 continues, God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery <laughs> among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, so people may have had an idea and prophesied about it and spoken about it in the Old Testament. But lo and behold, it has become yours and mine. Ever since Acts chapter 2, till this day, that mystery has been unfolded. And guess what? It is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. You know, God would come upon them temporarily, fellowship with them, and so on, and demonstrate things through their lives, prophets and priests kings, just temporarily. But today, you and I, the saints, because of the mystery, because of the grace that has come to us in this age, we are now receiving him as Christ in us. In other words, Christ, through the Holy Spirit, has said, finally, I have a home. I am at home. <laughs> if you've been on the earth for some time, living in rented places, you know, you always have to move. They have excuses to move you sometimes. Sometimes they just tell you that, you know, they want to refurbish the place, so could you just move? And, uh, you know, relatives are coming, so could you just move? And 
various reasons we could hike the rent and if you're willing to pay fine if you're not willing well can you just move and so you keep moving from place to place until you get to the place where you say ha ah, finally i'm at home where i don't have to move anymore and for the believer that's only in heaven <laughs> here we have no continuing city but we seek one to come amen and our forefathers like abraham they lived in tents because they just wanted to carry that idea with them even though they were so financially prosperous and blessed they still lived in tents just to signify and keep their heart at that place that this was not their home they were looking for a place that had foundations oh hallelujah and so god finally said ah i'm at home <laughs> i'm finally at home can you imagine the heart of god now Ah, I'm finally at home. Can you imagine you and I are his home according to the mystery of God which has been revealed to us. Hallelujah. Mm, we may look at ourselves and think me, what's so great about me? But there's something on the inside of you, your born again spirit which is so brilliant that God calls his own home. Hallelujah. Ah, finally I'm at home. <laughs> Thank you Jesus. This is the mystery which none of them really knew or could fathom even though they prophesied it and even the angels are wondering how does this god who sits on the throne that we worship here holy 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 lord god almighty dwell on the inside of these little people <laughs> this you know frail fragile highly uh you know changeable movable people with all their emotions with all their feelings how can they be carrying him and on the inside he's saying ah finally i got my house i got my home i'm home hallelujah woo thank you jesus thank you jesus i believe that does something to us that it moves us to a place of reverence for him because of his great love how he says I am so excited I'm finally at home and he's at home in you and I. Amen. Try to consider this thought again and again. I know you're familiar with verses like this but particularly now since this was specially kept for us we should enjoy it more than ever before. Hallelujah. Praise God. So you can see how the new covenant and the church age that we are living in is such a blessed age wow god lives inside us christ in you there's so much future there's so much glory there's so much expectation that you have to be able to enjoy and walk in hallelujah christ himself living in us <laughs> verse 28 continues whom we preach warning every man teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus etc etc so this is what it's all about enjoying the benefit of Christ on the inside hallelujah in other words today you are hosting him you are the one who is having Christ in your own home hallelujah which is his home amen therefore you will see scriptures like you know we have seen in colossians 3 way says that we should welcome him and give him such a grand welcome 
Amen. You remember verses like that? Oh yeah, I'm sure you do. That the word of God must have rich dwelling on the inside. Amen. Let the word of Christ, verse 16 of chapter 3, dwell in you richly. Or give him such a treatment. Be a good host. Let the word be comfortable. Let Christ be comfortable. Let the word be given highest levels of welcome and treatment in each of our lives. Praise God. So we are the host right now. One of these days, he's going to take us to his home. (laughs) Glory to God. And he's going to be the host. And he'll say, where my father and I live, finally, you are welcome. Come home. This is the home that we were talking about. I spent 2,000 years furnishing this place, uh, refurbishing this place, and now welcome home. Hallelujah. So please get to understand that you have an opportunity right now on the planet while you're in these, in quote, mortal bodies to give him such a royal treatment. Hallelujah. Which is not going to affect, you know, your arrival or your treatment there per se, but it's going to actually affect your rewards there. Hallelujah. Amen. We'll all get to heaven, but we're going to have different rewards and uh, different accolades and different shinings and so forth. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, when God gives unsearchable riches, He expects us to handle it also in a certain way, to whom much has been given. Amen. Unsearchable riches in Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So let's be in the business of lifting and honoring the word Jesus on the inside, Holy Ghost on the inside, with maximum care and grandoise and grandeur uh, treatment of God's word. Let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Hallelujah. In all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And whatever we do in word or deed, let's do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Hallelujah. It produces reverence. It produces submission. It affects our tongue. It affects our whole attitude, our whole life. That there is somebody on the inside of me, and it's all about Him. Hallelujah. And therefore, I can't talk the same way I used to talk. I can't behave the same way I used to behave. Things have changed. Hallelujah. Praise God. What a wonderful mystery this is. That he himself is living on the inside. So imagine you're carrying him around. You're walking around with him. These are things that would not even have entered. You know, the natural thinking. How much more Old Testament thinking. So those are the mysteries that we have to be custodians of and to handle properly. Amen. So other things such as, you know, uh, the coming wrath of God upon the earth and the tribulation period uh, and so forth, all of those things are covered by the Jewish time clock. All those things are not mysteries. They are available in the book. But this, you see, was a mystery which you and I have experienced today. And that's why we speak in tongues. That's why we do all of these things in the name of Jesus. And we need to enjoy that more and more. Hallelujah. 
So the seal has been taken off for us to enjoy these benefits today. Hallelujah. Alright, so how many of you are enjoying the mystery of Christ in you? Hallelujah. Treating him well, handling him well. Holy Ghost, help us. Truly, we need a revelation and understanding and a consciousness that the Christ is on the inside. The anointed one and his anointing is on the inside of us. May you be furnished a great welcome. May you be treated well by us, Lord. May we give you that treatment on a daily basis that you alone are worthy of. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Abba Father. All right. So having said that, keep that, you know, in mind. The thing is so great, it's so wonderful, that because of the benefit of that, you and I actually don't have to be bothered about so many things. So I bring Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the eighth verse before our thinking. And this is what it says. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things, notice, are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because of this mystery that you are carrying God on the inside of you, you don't have to bother about so many things. If it's not a good report, you don't have to bother about it. If it's not praiseworthy, you don't even have to bother about it. (laughs) If it's not lovely, that's not your problem. You see, the luxury of the mystery revealed in our lives is you don't even have to bother about so many things. Are you getting this? Let's read that from other versions. How many of you were here during the fasting and prayer uh, um, period? We had some uh, visitation of these things. Praise God. Let's revisit them. I'm reading from the message. Summing it all up, friends. See that? This is the sum of it all. To say to you, I'd say to you, or I'd, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds, this is the message version, and meditating on things that are true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, <laughs> things to praise, not things to curse. Now, man, can you see, there's so many things you don't even have to think about. That's the advantage of having this blessed time where Christ is on the inside. You don't have to bother. It's a luxurious time where if Christ is in you, why do you have to bother about all those things? Just think about praiseworthy stuff. If it's not lovely and praiseworthy, if it's not a good report, if it's not authentic, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to be bothered about it. If it's not. <laughs> Wow, one time I, I remember we had to uh, bring this out in a message where it was called the air conditioner of God. You know, it's like God put an air conditioner in your head. Praise God. You know, it's Christ in you. This luxury is ours today. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. I get another version. It says, And now, dear brothers, this is the New Living Translation, and sisters, one final thing. 
Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right. Wow. Fix your thoughts. Notice, it's like setting your affection on things that are above. Hallelujah. To make God and Jesus excited, we just keep our thoughts in the heavenly realms so that they feel very much at home. Hallelujah. See, we have to go into their culture and see their culture and their thinking, what kept them, how their atmosphere was, and keep our mind there. Hallelujah. Because, you know, today, as he lives in you, the television channel that he watches is actually your thoughts and my thoughts. So he comes into the sitting room and he flips the remote and lo and behold, he sees what we are thinking about on the screen and he's like, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different from heaven. I'm used to, um, hallelujah. You get it? So now I'm tuning in to make sure I got his cable connection from heaven, hallelujah, so that I bring it in so he feels very comfortable. That's my job. That's your job, to make him comfortable uh, so that when he flips on the screen, he says, hey, they got my channel. (laughs) Hey, this is home. I'm at home. Yes, this is home. Yeah, I know. But, you know, sometimes the the frequency uh, that I see on the... On the media is not so great, but this guy, he's got, he's got, he got connected. He's got the connections to, to heaven. Wow, man, praise God. This is like, this is just being in heaven. <laughs> we are going through unnecessary botherations. You know, just driving from home to here. There's so many things that you just can ignore. You know, you don't have to worry about that guy who overtook you and then was as slow as um, maybe a gnat or a turtle, but he had to overtake you and whatever else, you know. And the roads were just totally messed up. And, you know, it was the same old guys that they said vote for us, but, you know, hey, hallelujah, you know. And so there's so much, there's so much out there that you just have to think, uh, is it lovely? No. Is it praiseworthy? No. Is it a good report? No. Hey, I don't even have to think about it. That does not feature on my channel. Hallelujah. And Jesus on the inside is like, yay. I feel like we're in heaven even though we're on earth. And guess what happens? Eventually, you have days of heaven on earth. because. As you think, as a man thinks, in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. He just goes that way. Oh, my, my, my. How I have to pinch myself again and again, pick myself up and remind myself of this. So I believe graciously the Lord gave us these thoughts for this month so that we would enjoy another quality of life before we all go home to heaven. Hallelujah. His heaven, His home, which is actually our home also. Amen? Verse 8, I'm reading from the New Living. It says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. How about that? So you can choose that channel 
the Worthy of Praise channel, please, or the Lovely channel, click. What kind of channel do you think Jesus would like to watch since he's now at home on the inside? The Worthy of Praise channel. <laughs> Hallelujah. The, the Praiseworthy channel. Hallelujah. The Lovely channel. And now we just have to fix our thoughts. So our work is about fixing our thoughts on these kind of things. Amen? That's the whole work. And it's also warfare. You know, um, sometimes being called the bride of Christ can be confusing because you don't expect the bride to carry warfare uh, equipment with her. You know, like AK-47s and, you know, nuclear equipment, you know. But you are the bride... However, you are also, that's a relationship thing. However, you are also uh, the war-fighting bride of Christ. Hallelujah. So, the war there is basically, notice, it's about casting down imaginations and bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. It's taking thoughts and putting them down and just receiving lovely, praiseworthy, wonderful Beautiful, God's word thoughts. So, notice, if your thoughts are just full of God's word, you're giving that the place. You are giving the word so much reverence and importance. Your life begins to enjoy that also. And the mystery of Christ in us, you know, the unsurpassed or unsearchable riches of Christ begin to be found in our lives. Praise God. As we are thinking like this, prosperity follows also. You know, we prosper according to our soul. Hallelujah. So, we don't have to waste our time uh, following these other thoughts at all. That's not our problem. It doesn't have to bother us at all. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I'm already experiencing such a heavenly joy just talking about it. Thank you, Jesus. I'm there's a lot of bliss involved in it right now. And uh, needless to say, we have been carrying unnecessary uh, thought cargo with us and spoiling our own soul and spoiling the channel that Jesus wants to enjoy. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I gave you choice. You can decide what you want to receive, which cable unit you want to subscribe to. And praise God. <laughs> we have decided to subscribe to the heavenly channel. Hallelujah. How many of you are, are, are getting the heavenly channel today? Ah, yes, I can see them hands there. Woo, glory to God. Thousands of hands across the universe are saying, yes, I have the heavenly channel. I've got the heavenly channel. Oh, yeah, hallelujah. Glory to God. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Oh, think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Hallelujah. So we have to dump some of these other intrusions that are trying to come and make uh, Jesus uncomfortable. The Christ on the inside uncomfortable. Praise God. Lord Jesus, we thank you for helping us to line up and, and give you an experience of Heaven on earth, before we all go to heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 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 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Not only are we the bride in relationship, but also by nature and character as good soldiers of Christ. Woo, hallelujah. We fight the good fight of faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The obedience of faith has come upon all of us. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Mm, All right. So with that present tense, let's go into some things that were um, maybe a little bit past and then future also. Praise God. Glory, glory, glory. God is helping us. Amen. Now, if you remember, we uh, talked about Daniel chapter 2. I want us to go there. All this is, the seals are removed, so we better get into it. Unsealed stuff. Hallelujah. Let's go right in there. And you notice there was this structure, uh, a dream that was given to Nebuchadnezzar. And um, it was quite a dream there. And a big statue appeared with a head of gold and all of that. So let's see maybe from verse... 35. That's Daniel chapter 2, verse 35. Maybe I'll start in 34. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold, broken to pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 36, This is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation thereof before the king. Hallelujah. So, um, You know, he's just going to now interpret the dream, which you've already had, you know, thoughts on. Praise God. And uh, Revelations chapter 11, verse 15 tells us that, um, notice, all the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Verse 37 says, Thou, O King, art a king of kings, For the king of heaven has given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. So now Daniel is talking to the Babylonian king, which is the head of gold. Verse 38, and he says, Wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field, the fowls of the heaven, has he given into thine hand, and has made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. So he talks directly to Nebuchadnezzar and he says, You are the head of gold. Your kingdom is that kingdom. 39. After thee shall arise another kingdom, inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, which shall bear rule over all the earth. Amen. So there's going to be these inferior kingdoms which he now talks about, which will bear rule upon the earth. Verse 4, I mean 40, And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron. That's the fourth one. Strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces, 
and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these, shall it break in pieces and bruise. That's the uh, Roman kingdom there, if we remember. Verse 41, And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of the potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. So there's a kind of funny mixture there, strength of iron, but mixed with miry clay. Verse 42, And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, excuse me, a little bruja there, 42, Those were of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. Notice, so that kingdom that he's talking about that are in the toes, established there as the feet and toes, will be partly strong and partly broken. 43, whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with miry clay. Notice, so there's going to be some kind of mixture where it's not that mixed and it's not that uh, powerful, is what he's trying to say. 44. And in the days of these kings shall the word, I mean the God of heaven, set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Hallelujah. For as much, 45 continues, as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, Notice that the great God which made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter and the dream is certain and the interpretation thereof is sure. After that, Nebuchadnezzar falls down and worships Daniel. Hallelujah. So I want you to notice here that this last kingdom has not as much authority and uh, power as it would have liked to. It's like that, you know. So don't be too scared about that last kingdom, which is, you know, the revived Roman Empire. Don't be too scared of it, thinking about it so much. Praise God. We won't be here anyway, but just for you to know, it's not going to be that powerful on the earth. Its power is going to be sort of limited to some areas alone, more around Europe, because it is a revived European slash Roman Empire. And so it will be around more powerful around Europe and also Middle Eastern areas, Mediterranean areas. Praise God. This is uh, very interesting. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And before this uh, head-structured body was given there, there were two other kingdoms. It's all supposed to be history. If you're a history buff, when we were growing up, our mentality uh, was uh, 
a certain kind of mentality. I don't know if you grew up in it, but our mentality was arts and um, related subjects are for weak, dumb people. Uh, science is for the clever guys, the go-getters. So you have to be a doctor or something like that, or an engineer. Otherwise, you're just fooey. I mean, you don't even come in. So some of us, it was a big uh, nanankid, it's another Greek word, to be even reading history, you know, to be even bothered about history. So while we were in the history class and they were teaching us all these precious things, we were getting like real low marks in history and hating the teacher and all of that. But today, I'm beginning to read these things and say, wow, yes, I remember the, the, the Mediterraneans and the Mesopotamian and, the, you know, the cradle of civilization and, oh, the Songhai Empire and the Mali Empire and all of these empires. They are all in history. Praise God. It's not for dumb people. It's not for silly people. Please, don't listen to that idea that was fed into your mind by the traditions of our parents. Praise God. Now it's time to get a hold of the truth. Real history. Real facts of things that happened on the earth. So there were kingdoms that dominated on the earth. And they dominated because Israel backslid and went into rebellion and did not walk with God. So other kingdoms rose up. That's what you have to first understand. Other kingdoms rose up because God's people did not walk with him properly. Hallelujah. And they would rise up and take them as captives. That's how it worked. So according to that Nebuchadnezzar dream, the golden head was the Babylonian kingdom. Before that, there were other two kingdoms which ruled on the earth. The first one was the Egyptian. The next was the Assyrian. So two have already happened. And then comes Nebuchadnezzar. So the Egyptian, you and I know how it happened. Um, you know, Joseph went off to Egypt because he was sold by his brothers. Notice that. How, why would you sell your brother? You sell your brother because you're not listening to God. And so you, you end up in the situation that is contrary to God, but God still can turn it around. Now his brother believed God, Joseph believed God, and he gets into Egypt and actually goes through all kinds of problems, but keeps on holding on to what God showed him, believing God in the midst of it all, entering into rest and rejoicing with the Lord, and comes out as prime minister. Praise God. And so, a way is opened for Israel to come and spend their time in a land of abundance, which their own elder brother was chief in the architecture of that abundance. Hallelujah. You see, and that is how eventually, as other pharaohs came, they forgot about Joseph and uh, they began to now treat the people of Israel badly, the people of God badly, and brought them into subjection with hard labor. So after 430 years, hmm, they finally came out. They came out through Moses and they go into the wilderness and all of that happens and they walk with God for some time. But then they start off again. From there, 
comes the next level which is the Assyrians. The Assyrians take ten kingdoms. Two are left out, which are the southern two. You know, ten tribes are taken and two are left out. And then eventually those two, 107 years later, those two are also now taken and in Babylonian captivity. It is in Babylonian captivity that we see Daniel now prophesying all of these things. Hallelujah. So before the golden head, there were other two, which was Egypt and Assyria. Then you have the golden head and then that body, which represented five Five kingdoms. Amen? So five kingdoms plus two. Seven. Seven kingdoms or authorities or empires have ruled the earth until Jesus came when he came as a baby and got born on the earth. Hallelujah. So he was born of a virgin. He's the stone that's not cut out with hands. And God sent him at that right time while Rome was ruling with, uh, you know, disastrous tendencies and wickedness, immorality, pagan, wicked, the maximized wickedness. That time, he came as that stone and hit that, you know, area there at the very bottom and caused the whole thing to collapse. Praise God. So all the kingdoms came to an end when Jesus came and started the church on the earth. Interesting. So as long as the church has been on the earth... No other empire has been able to rule the whole world. That's how it works. Very interesting. That is the power of what Jesus came to do, and that's the power of the church today. Praise God. And so, as you consider these things, you begin to now rest. Because Christ is in you. Ha, 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 ha. The greater one is in you. Ha, 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 ha. Notice, Hitler came, Mussolini came, Napoleon came. They all tried to see if they could come with that same kind of empire mentality, but it didn't work. Praise God. Because after Jesus came and the church was established on the foundation and it began to be followed by the disciples and the apostles, guess what happened? That was it. No other kingdom could actually establish such authority. Now, at the end, we come to the feet. And that is where there's going to be so-called revived Roman Empire, but it won't have that kind of dominion that those others ever had. It's going to be a mixture of clay and iron. It will be brittle, but it will be there. But the ruler of that kingdom is super wicked, more wicked than anyone else before. Praise God. Hallelujah. Very interesting thoughts, you know, because now we're all good history buffs. We want to know the real truth. Real history. All this is history. You can go check it out. And anytime history does not agree with the word of God, throw it out the window. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let's go on. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Revelation and pick up some threads of thought there. Revelation chapter 17. Now, if you notice here, there's going to be a few things that may be a little bit strange and Weird, and you may wonder about it, but it's okay. Hallelujah. I have approached the word of Revelation very carefully. And what I understood is that the scariest places for the church are only the first three chapters. That is scary for us. 
The rest is not scary for us at all. <laughs> Glory to God. So Revelation chapter 17 and uh, verse 1 says, And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. So we're introduced to this person called the great whore which sitteth upon many waters. Verse 2, With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Verse 3, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Hmm. And the woman was arrayed in purple, verse 4 says, and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. Verse 5, And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Wow. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. When I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Verse 7, And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? So there's an angel telling him, showing him things here. I will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carried her, which, the seven, which had the seven heads and ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was, notice, was and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and shall go into perdition. They that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was and is and is not and yet is. And here is the mind which hath wisdom. The seven heads, notice, here is the mind which has wisdom. All these things are open to us now, so we are the ones with the mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. All right, this is supposed to be a a woman, in quotes, who's sitting on seven mountains. She's dressed in a certain way, decked with scarlet. She's got all the precious stones. And so, um, and she's called a prostitute. Anytime you see the word prostitute in New Covenant terms, you know, he's talking about religious prostitution. Instead of following the true God, this is the fake one. And it's possible to receive, in quotes, uh, communion with that uh, supernatural experience and um, there's no commitment, there is no um, call to sanctification or a holy life, there is no actual relationship because he is the only one who gives you relationship. Jesus is the one who welcomes you to his Father 
and you enjoy fellowship with them. You're called to commune with them. So you seem to get certain benefits out of them, but there's no actual true fidelity or commitment. There is no holiness. There is no true satisfaction. There is no fulfillment. There is no peace. Hallelujah. So this is talking about a religion which is going to be coming into scene uh, shortly, which is probably already being arranged and prefabricated, which is going to be known as the New Age. And it will be based on all the other empires and their various religions, which it is going to be all mixed up, and it will carry all of those kind of themes, and it will become imposed as a world religion. And she is backed by those seven. Did you notice that? The seven heads are the seven mountains. She is now, notice, sitting on that. The mountains, if they are not mentioned as a mountain range, such as Himalayas or uh, you know, Kalahari or any such range, in the Bible, when you see mountains, it means um, places of worldly commerce. Worldly commerce, business, uh, culture, and uh, things of the world, even their own government and religion. Praise God. So this woman is going to be sitting on that, meaning that um, she has gone, permeated into all of that society, and she's also upheld and supported by that society. So the Hana will be coming from those kingdoms. The cash, for religion, there has to be cash. There always has to be cash. And so they will be strongly supporting her and she would have gone into them, into their thinking and permeated everything about them. Praise God. Verse 10. These are the seven kings. Notice. Five are fallen. Who are the five that are fallen? We mentioned them already. Praise God. And one is. That's the Roman. That's the last one. And the other is not yet. That's the Antichrist one, which is again Rome. Hallelujah. Is not yet come, and when he cometh, he must continue a short space. Are you getting this? Very, very interesting. So the seven kings, five fallen, praise God, then another two out there. Verse 11, and the beast that was, there's another character here introduced called the beast. The interesting thing about Revelation 17 is that it's connected to 13. So you need to go read 13 also, where you will pick up these kind of lines along the same thinking, almost parallel. So Revelation 13 and 17 should go together. And the beast that was, and is not even he, is the eighth. Notice that. He's the eighth, and he is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. Meaning that what is coming up there as a beast system, rule, dominion, culture, finance, economics, government, etc. is still coming up as the eighth, but he's from the seventh. In other words, from the Roman uh, Empire slash revived Roman Empire, he now becomes the eighth, which is going to be, you know, operational on the earth, but we would have left by that time, in Jesus' name. Verse 12. Go read it again, you know, see what is operational. Very interesting, because the seals have been removed, and we should understand them. Praise God. 
I, I can see that the church will get a more rounded view of everything and enjoy herself more when she sees these things. Praise God. Verse 12. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. <laughs> Very interesting. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. So there's this thing called the beast that uh, the ten kingdoms are going to give their power and honor to. So you could say that it's a type of a, a power slash financial arrangement where they are being supported by these ten kingdoms and they owe it complete um, um, allegiance and they will bow and accept the rule of this, in quote, beast slash system. And it will be given as a mark and as, as an idol even to be worshipped. And without that, no commerce will take place, etc., etc. Praise God. So they are being backed by these ten. Verse 14. These shall make war with the Lamb. Notice that. And the Lamb shall overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they are with him, notice, that are called and chosen and faithful. So the saints are coming back with him. This is a good verse to prove that saints are coming with him to execute the final blow upon the Antichrist, beast, and that whole system. Verse 15, And he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the horse sitteth are the peoples and the multitudes and the nations and tongues. So it looked like she came out of the waters and she sat upon those waters. So people, multitudes, nations, 16. And the ten horns which thou sowest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore. Now notice, they're going to hate the whore, these ten. Because the uh, dominion now has to be shifted from religion to Antichrist claiming to be God. Are you getting it? So at some level, they will have to stop that religion and come to the point where the Antichrist says, I am God. You remember, he has to go and sit in the temple saying that he's God after three and a half years. So at one point, there has to be an operation where the religious levels or dominion of that time will be shot and removed. And that is what he's talking about. So that the Antichrist can now say, I am God. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore and make her desolate and naked and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. For God, notice, has put in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be filled. In other words, it's going to be transferred from this whore who is the most detestable, blasphemous, religious person in the universe. All the blasphemies of all those kingdoms against the only God whose kingdom is forever and ever. She's been hated and God hated her so much that he even involved himself like in Pharaoh's case, you know where he hardened the heart. He allowed them to actually finish her, take her out of the way, because she was the abomination of all. Praise God. Mm, interesting. Until the words of God shall be fulfilled. 
18. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city. Now it moves into a city. People ponder about the city, you know, etc., etc. Apparently history said Rome has seven hills around it, so they said it has to be Rome, and that must be the city, and so on and so forth. But notice it's supposed to be the place where um, Europe has planned and has always thought would be the center of so many things. And according to history and maybe politics, it could be Geneva of Switzerland, World Council of Churches, all the cash, all the treaties, etc. are done there. So maybe that's the place. Anyway, all that you don't have to worry about because, hallelujah, we'll be out of here before that time. Hallelujah. Verse 18, And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Praise God. So that will become the main area where every kind of rule and authority goes out of. Hallelujah. So watch out for a, a congregation or an amalgamation or a mixture of all the empires, religions of the past into one that will please everybody. In quotes. That's what you call the harlot there, which is a spiritual harlotry. Praise God. Hallelujah. I thought we may just think about that so that you have a better knowledge and understanding when you begin to see all this unification of various faiths going on. Then you know what's coming up. Hallelujah. People are already flipping sides. I was amazed by a thing that happened not too long ago. A great faith man and faith preacher switched completely and went to some other faith. And, you know, it was really shocking. I found that very, very shocking. And his church comes from that kind of area also. You know, some place up there, Geneva, you know, Sweden, etc. Praise God. But keep those thoughts in your mind. Hallelujah. Very, very interesting. How many of you are excited about these things? I mean, we're going to see the very beginning of these things. We may even see the beginning of the war that's coming up. And then we may leave the earth by then. Praise God. How many of you believe we're leaving? All right. 21 says there. Revelation 21, verse 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Thank God you are an overcomer, because the greater one lives in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But the fearful, and unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Notice where this starts off in Revelation 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Amen? So these characters that we just mentioned, they won't come into this new heaven and new earth system. But we are going into the new heaven and the new earth. Isn't it worth it to just... Ha, 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 give him a great time, let him feel at home, let him feel comfortable, let him put on his TV in your little house or your great house because God is big and God is bigger and he's the greater one so the house inside must be really greater, hallelujah. And when he flips on the channel, he should see that which is lovely 
praiseworthy, good report. Ah, hallelujah. Isn't it just lovely to be able to give him such thoughts, to fill our heart with such thoughts? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 2 says, I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God, out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So notice, this is the bride. She's coming out of heaven as a bride prepared for her husband. Amen? Meaning that the wedding, supper, etc. will be not up there, it will be here. But in a new heaven kind of new earth experience. Very interesting, isn't it? Keep those thoughts. You know, the Bible says we know in part, we prophesy in part, we see darkly. So whatever light you can get, since the seals are removed, let's get it. Keep all these thoughts, hallelujah, you know, just fellowship with them, prayerfully ponder about them. Ha, 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 glory. Verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Woo, hallelujah. So in other words, what is going to come in quotes ahead in the new heaven and new earth, we already have a foretaste of it now, where God lives in us, dwells in us. He's our father. We are his children. We are his people. Wow. You know, it's, it's just a great arrangement where we, the church, have been given a foretaste of all of this, and we can decide by switching the right channels or thinking to enjoy the benefit of having heaven on earth. Hallelujah. We're going to take advantage of it. We're going to fellowship with this great God in greater dimensions. We're going to enjoy that fellowship. We're going to enjoy that communion with him. And the earth and all of the bad news and whatever else is out there, we will feel pity for them, but it will not affect us because we are entertaining the one who's living on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going to enjoy these things. I believe that. We're going to enjoy these things even more this month and probably in greater dimensions before he comes. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Verse 4 says, God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. There shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Isn't it worth it? Hallelujah. This is our future. This is what the future looks like. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice all of those things that we read, you know, over there in the 17th chapter, they're not really concerning us. It's just so that because the mystery and the seals are open, hey, we should just know what we need to know and not be perturbed. Because otherwise, you know, with that kind of fear of the book of Revelation, You may just misunderstand everything. And there are people who think we're going to go through all of that murky mire, step on grenades everywhere, and lose our legs and limbs. You know, praise God. But ha, 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 we leave before all that comes to pass. Praise God. 
Verse 4 says, And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of waters of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God. He shall be my son. Hallelujah. See, we are already given a foretaste. Let's enjoy it. Let it become real. Let it become so uh, a blessed experience that we will just go home and say, I've already been here. I've already enjoyed this. Let it not be like, I made it. But let it be, I've already been enjoying this. Heaven is so real to me. Hallelujah. This place is so real to me. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's not be those who said, Ah, I made it. But rather, I knew this where I was coming. I've already been enjoying this. Hallelujah. Of course, it's all the grace that's given to the church this age that we live in. Amen? Praise the Lord Jesus. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Verse 10 says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal, and had a wall, and great and high, and had twelve gates. At the gates, twelve angels. The names written thereon are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. These are the guys who sold Joseph away. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) God chooses, just in quote, lame folk like you and I, who make mistakes, and just honors us like this. It's amazing. He put their name on the gate. You will never forget their names again. You say, there's the Benjamin gate. There's the Judah gate. Hallelujah. And according to people who have gone and pondered and calculated, you know, each gate is about a mile long or something like that. There's some huge gates. The walls are like three stories buildings, like, I'm sorry, 21 story buildings high. The wall. So, and there are levels in the heavenly cube. And people are, you know, living in le- levels. Praise God. It's interesting to go and ponder about it. So everybody's going to fit in there. And in the new earth, there's going to be more land, less water, like no water. So all the sea area is going to be now filled with people. But it's new. Think about all these things that are coming upon the earth and you will realize, hey, praise God, I'm leaving. I'm going for a better realm. Hallelujah. (laughs) You know, these things are interesting. We have not thought about them so much because we thought they were all so far away. But they're closer than we can imagine. Fourteen And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Ooh, glory. Praise God. Today we are not necessarily, you know, apostles, and at least we are disciples. Glory to God. And we're going in there. Hallelujah. But when you look at the apostles, they were not great guys. I mean, they made blunders and mistakes. You know, 
We laugh at some of the things, but their names are there in the foundations. God loves people. God loves us. What to do? Hallelujah. 15. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof, the wall thereof. The city lieth four square. The length is as large as the breadth. He measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. Those of us who came from, you know, older generations are familiar with furlongs, you know. Glory to God. The length and the breadth and the height of it are equal. So, some form of cube. And he measured the wall thereof, 144 cubits, according to the measure of a man. The building of the wall of it was jasper. city was pure gold, like unto glass or clear glass, and the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, second sapphire, third chalcedony, fourth an emerald, fifth sardonyx, sixth sardius, seventh chrysolite, eighth beryl, ninth topaz, tenth chrysoprasus, the eleventh jacinth, twelfth an amethyst, Twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. The street of the city was pure gold. It was transparent, as it were, transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. The city had no need of sun, neither of moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. The Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor to it. What that's talking about is a time where I believe is a thousand years. And people from you know, obedient communities and kings will bring their glory and honor in there. Just to remind you that there will also be disobedient people. During that time, very interesting. And you wonder, why would God allow the enemy to come out again and tempt them? Because people are going to say, see these guys, they don't have any devil to tempt them. So to answer that, he'll say, look, the devil is going to tempt them. So don't think that I'm partial here. I give you free choice. Everybody has choice. And the devil is going to come and tempt them. The same devil. And eventually, when he wraps it all up, nobody will be able to say a word against the righteous, holy, wise God. Amen. Kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. The gates of it shall not be shut all by day. He didn't say day or night now. He said because there's no night. (laughs) They shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. They shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither worketh, I mean whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. So it's better to just be practicing these thoughts of the lovely, praiseworthy, the good report. Make it a practice so you don't have to worry about anything, but you can say, I'm going home, I'm going into that city I am going to the home that I've been waiting to see all my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Shall we worship him? Recozente, mamble dico, mangle disto, 
Rafra Veda Sambre, Macedonia, Bresta Fide Vlanda, O Lepresti, Flamino Ragasta, Mencoturo, Mesurusto, Gembrete Fevele, Corazuro. Oh, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We thank you, Lord, for helping us to ponder these things out. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Blessed be your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Maja Branda Bramba Lambrieste. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Precious Holy Spirit. Le protocomo santorobo viendi. Nembro stoco prosolo pramba la gente le brutte le freste. Nombre le kire bele tocoro socoriente. Prasta la frafa le yente le bosotoko. Oh, his mind. The mind of the Christ is now with you. Nombre ste prebeliste. You have his thoughts. Reproduco teke teke leboko coriente. Oh, mancla die sotora galambra falite lazuriente. And therefore you can judge all things. Roku tiki tiki leboko tokotoko. Rembrotoko, you can judge properly. You can choose wisely. Oh, because he who loves you, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what he has prepared for you. But the Spirit is revealing them to us more and more. The mystery, the plans, things that seem to be hidden from your mind are being unveiled as you speak. As you speak, as you speak the word of God, and as you speak in the Holy Ghost, and it affects your thinking, and it is as he thinks, and then your whole life and experience enters into that place. Oh, fazambre, leprosto, necoro, so that the answer to the prayer, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven, is experienced by his faithful, by his chosen, by his people. Hallelujah. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you, Abba Father. We thank you for these realities. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Faithful God, thank you, Lord, that you're coming to take us home. We're going to be living with you on the inside of us on a daily basis. Lifting you up, lifting your word up, giving our thoughts to be fixed on these lovely and praiseworthy things. We worship you, Father. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know about you, but I had a good time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for um, being with us. Thank you for your gifts and offerings and all of that. We're going to receive the offering today in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We worship you for your favor. Our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Whether they be emotional, physical, material, financial, or spiritual needs, they shall all be met by his riches in glory, by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Father, for those who are going online and giving, tithing, whatever, we use this as a point of contact. Here, mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. Father, we thank you that today, as your people stand in faith, heaven's supply meets more, more, more than enough for every situation. More than enough. The earth must yield. The seas, the hills, the mountains produce for your people. Thank you, Father. Open doors and favor. Thank you, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus. Angels, work with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Thank you, team. You are blessed.